Hello, and welcome to When We Got Older, a video game podcast because we wanted to. I'm Kobe McGraw. I'm Andrew Evans. It's May 8th, 2020, and in this episode, we go over the games we've been playing, such as Gears Tactics, Deadly Premonition, Blair Witch, and SteamWorld Quest. We then conclude the episode off with our thoughts on Travis Scott's concert on Fortnite and a discussion on other special events we'd like to see happen in video games. How's it going, Andrew? It's going pretty good, Kobe. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to talk about some games. Always feels like it's forever. I know. It really does feel like forever. And you know what's funny is at the end of every every time we record, at the end of the show, I'm always like, wow, now I've got forever to play whatever I want, and I'll be so prepared for next time. Right. And yet, like these past two weeks, I've had the hardest time picking games to play. Same here. Like, I just, everything I picked up, I just maybe play for like an hour and just Same. like just nothing was like holding me to it to come back to um what not, all did not you try a, i've like tried out prey um the most recent um version of that that game and what else that's the one that's like it's like demon souls in space right yeah so of, of that of that sort but it is basically it i don't know how i haven't played much of it um, but this kind of came off as like a Bioshock in space to me. Oh, okay. Um, which is like that. Um, which I, I mean, Bioshock in space, but for. not System Shock. Yeah, but not System Shock. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I played a little bit of Super Mario Odyssey, which uh, that's a ton of fun. Um, Dude, yeah. I, I've loved that game. Once I play more of it, I want to talk about it, but I'm waiting for more more time with it. And then I played a little bit a little bit of uh, Evil Within 2. Um, I never I was, played either of those games, surprisingly. Yeah, I was still on like that Silent Hill kick since last time we, we spoke because of finishing Silent Hill 2. Right. So I wanted to keep that survival horror stuff going. And uh, I, I wanted to try out Evil Within 2 because I've had both the first one and the second one on my PlayStation 4 for a long time. But I played the first one when I first bought it and just like was very frustrated with how the controls were and like the enemies. It's like, it reminded me a lot of resident evil, like um, OG resident evil uh, or the frustrating parts that I don't, I don't oh, like oh, about okay. resident evil, like yeah. the enemies and how it, it just, it didn't feel good. Um, but evil within two um, feels a lot better and it looks really nice. Um, yeah. I've heard that it's the better of the two from people that mm-hmm. love both of them. Yeah, and I just there's a point where I just I don't know. I'll I'll probably probably try to come back to it, but it just didn't grab me. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to move on. It's been pretty much the same for me. With uh, you know, I played a little bit more Final Fantasy VII remake, and that game still just isn't doing it for me. I think it has a lot of like really unnecessary movement in it. Um, mm-hmm. I know Donkey just released a video, a review of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and people are blowing his shit up on Twitter for it because he didn't like it either. Oh, really? But um, yeah, they're like, ah, oh, Donkey just doesn't like RPGs, blah blah blah. He, he never liked JRPGs, blah 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 blah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's just not a good feeling game. It's it, it's like everything just takes fucking forever, and it's kind of weirdly. I don't know. It's just not doing it for me. Yeah. I have so many good games, so many other games I could be playing, so many RPGs and stuff. Yeah. But 
I don't really to get back to your. I don't want to force myself to play yeah. something that I'm not enjoying. Right. Really, yeah. Um, which, uh, well, I did kind of force myself to finish uh, this game that um, I ended up playing through, which is Blair Witch. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I've I've started it, but like I said, I've only I've only played maybe thirty minutes of it. Yeah, v- very different than what I expected, though. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like a terrible game at all. Um, but um, for from information about it it's uh blair witch is a game from last year it came out last year in august of 2019 and it's on pretty much all the consoles and on pc i i played it through xbox game pass on pc mm. and the game looks good like it if it, it, it it's a, has a good look to it um, yeah like that typical survival horror game in first person and everything and it Based off of the, night, the name, it obviously is tied to the films as well. Um, is it? Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like two years after the first movie. Oh, it's okay. in, so it's set in the 90s as well. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in the forest of uh, Burkittsville, Maryland. And you're basically going into the woods to help a search party for a missing boy. And you're like, you're Ellis and you have a dog and you go searching. Is the and dog's name blue or Homer? It's bullet. <laughs> Damn it. But I wanted to call it Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Kentucky Route Zero is the prequel to Blair Witch? <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, it starts out, you customizing your dog did you get i mean oh, yeah you, that's right that? yeah i forgot about that yeah um which was already a, a a big like sign it's like something's going to happen to your dog for sure mm-hmm. uh, so just be prepared and yeah i mean uh not trying to spoil anything but i mean with that in mind it definitely something happens uh but yeah and you enter the woods and Slowly, you start to experience weird things, and you're also dealing with things that you're bringing into the woods. And the whole story is kind of um, strange, and it's the way it's told. Like, there's some like PTSD war stuff going on, hmm. which uh, creates a lot of interesting set pieces in a game. Like, it's again like the look of the the game and the way. Uh, some of the scenes go down are pretty interesting and everything, but there's some really annoying things that I did not like, such as combat, which I have a problem with a lot of survival horror games with the combat. And this is like, when the combat happens, I was just like, what is this? And it basically is Alan Wake, like the way you like defeat enemies in this game. Oh, wow. Yeah, have I haven't gotten that far in. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any enemies yet. And it's so jarring when it happens because it doesn't happen until like maybe like two hours into the game and they just appear and they, these like demon witch or whatever, like you, you can't even really there's, see them. There's multiple of them? Yeah. They just go through the woods or like running around and you have to like your dog like barks, which uh, another thing, the the dog, like the noises from the dog, like the barking and everything gets annoying at times. 
Um, but for the combat, it helps out, uh, in a direction. You just have to like follow the, the direction the dog is barking at. And that's where you, how you find, uh, the enemies to point your flashlight at. And eventually if you point your flashlight in a direction so many times, it'll, you kill it. I don't know. It It just, it just goes away. It was weird. Is there, do you have to like manually reload batteries like you do? And no, um, uh, fortunately, I don't have to do that. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was just a weird thing to put in a game, um, and it's just like obviously put in there to add conflict or some challenge to situations within the woods. Yeah, um, so I, I did not like that. Uh, but it another just mechanic, seems kind of unnecessary. Yeah, and another mechanic that they added uh, into the game, which ties into kind of the nature of Blair Witch, is they added a video camera. Um, and that ties into like the found footage type of thing. And you mm-hmm. occasionally pick up these cassette tapes that you play. And once you play them in the camera, you can like, you have to use it for like puzzles. So you'll play back and forth and you have to like, pause on an item that you need and it'll appear in the world it's interesting yeah it's interesting it's like an interesting mechanic and at first i thought i was like oh this is it's pretty cool but i don't think the game really utilizes it enough and it, it kind of shows a lot of inconsistencies in the logic of like mm-hmm. missing parts and i don't know um eventually it just kind of like doesn't work Whereas adults welcome. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but the the atmosphere of the game kept pulling me in. It, it was kind of nice to just be wandering through the woods and occasionally feel like I was actually getting lost. Um, yeah, I was so, going to ask you if it nails that like Blair Witch sense of like desperation. Yeah, it, occasionally it, it does do that. Not enough as I think it should, but um, it would occasionally do that. Like I'd be like walking out of like the intended space into like this area of bushes and eventually it would just feel like I'm like I don't know what sense of direction I'm in going in and have to call my dog Um, okay so you the dog like navigates you back to where you need to be yeah um and generally the dog mechanic is interesting too um you have like a like a wheel to choose different things to do with your dog like to seek out um items or a direction or just to stay by and keep close and you can like feed the, your dog treats oh cool and, and give like, them, like a good pat and everything yes yeah so you can, so you can, pet, you can pet your dog <laughs> have to be able to pet the dog yeah that's um, awesome other than that the the voice acting is okay um never really warmed up to the the main character so i like had no relation to the character at all um which i think is it's unfortunate yeah it's important in this type of game to feel connected to that main character and by the end of the game i was i just didn't care Um, it either has to like make you feel like it's you and like make it like a mute kind of person mm -hmm. or it needs to have like a real personality yeah and it just felt like it was forced in this game a lot of the times. Uh, and it's just, there's no subtlety 
in like most of the narrative of this game like i can like the midpoint of this game which is I, my play time was about six hours and 10 minutes or something like that and that's not too bad yeah it's not uh it's a it's a good Terribly length long. of a, a game but the ending like the like where i like if you've seen any of the movies it'll the Blair Witch house, you know, it's like a big part of it. And yeah. when you eventually get to it, it just, it feels like you're in there for like two hours and not in a good sense where it's like, it feels like part of the design where you're mm-hmm. like trapped or anything. It just, I want it to, I wanted it to end. Like it took forever to get through that. That it just, sucks. It's just like, it felt like this game could have been better off just being like a four hour game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was wanting out of it for initially was I was hoping it was going to be either four or less hours. Yeah, I wish it was a little bit more tighter, uh, particularly towards the end. Um, it, the way they want to set up the like the ending events and everything, it's just I saw the ending in like five miles like away. Like it was just, and when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. Like, yeah. uh, and just, time to move on. Like. Uh, oh man you got me what i i know, like, I know that without, feeling you know, though what's gonna happen yeah which i don't like to feel towards a game or a movie or anything i'm watching like i don't like to i'm not the Feel person like, who, thank god it's over yeah and i'm not the person to like try to find out what's gonna happen or like try to solve the mystery before it ends like i, I want it to be on that ride to the end you know yeah totally uh, but i just didn't quite get that with this game um but in the end i do think it's much better than the uh the most recent blair witch movie so that's a good sign because i uh this is not a movie podcast but i did not like uh that the most recent blair witch. movie yeah so yeah I, I watched it not too long ago but i don't really remember anything about it so mm-hmm. that probably tells you <laughs> enough about how i felt about it right uh, but... it's like a good like background thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm so if you like have a game pass uh, and you want to try it out, uh, you can go for it. But uh, have I, you played that game? I wouldn't recommend this game, like unless you just want to kind of explore. Um, other I wonder things. how much it costs, like on its own. Like, is like anyone 30, buying this outright? I can think it's like thirty or forty dollar game. I could be wrong though; it might be twenty, but I'm thinking it's thirty. Did you ever play that game, The Park? The Park. Yeah, it's like a a spinoff of Secret World. It's like a hmm. woman and her her boy gets like they're like asking for directions at an amusement park, and he like runs in, and it's after hours, and so the guy's like, "You can go ahead and go in after him." And you go in, and then like it's like an amusement park, but everything's like twisted, almost like Silent Hilly mm-hmm. sort of vibes. I feel like that I downloaded it at some point, but never played it. it. No, I never played it. The cover Something. is like a squirrel with like big scary eyes. Like you probably know <laughs> it if you saw the uh, saw the cover. Uh-huh. But so yeah, that's kind of I was hoping that Blair Witch would be the similar length to that. That game's like mm-hmm. two hours long, three okay. hours long at yeah, most. I, I wish this like, game was perfect. like that. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Just like a little bit more than bite size, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, um just uh an average game for me. Average game from yeah. an above average service game pass. <laughs> and the uh 
let's uh what was my notes the developer it's the same developers of layers of fear and oh okay and the observer game which i want to uh go check out observer i've been wanting to do that for a while with Rutger Hauer as the the lead yeah yeah i get that game mixed up with observation <laughs> yeah as we've already been um, mm-hmm. been aware of if you're listening to this podcast and have listened to the other episodes um yeah that's cool i've never played layers of of fear either i haven't either i've always was intrigued by it like when i was like cat like like casually strolling through it's a game i've had in my playstation library for a long time Mm -hmm. i played it like a little bit the other night with stacy but oh really i I don't know i don't feel like either one of us were really that into it (laughs) yeah it seems seems like a lot of jump scares yeah, it seems like Observer has some good reviews. I think it's coming to Xbox One X or whatever it's called. I know it was on Xbox Game Pass X. for a little while, I thought. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Um, but after uh, Blair Witch, uh, Gears Tactics came out on Game Pass. So I uh, downloaded that and wanted to give it a try. And I've played about four and a half hours of it so far. And I, I'm loving it. Oh yeah, I've uh, I've heard nothing but good things, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of str- feels strange because I I wasn't expecting to play a gears game that's in this um like tactical turn based shooter style, mm-hmm. which uh, this is like one of the first ones I've played. Like I've only uh, I haven't really played XCOM, but I've watched like in the past I've watched my roommate play it and was. It's been one of those games that I'm able to watch or sit down and watch. It's just it's been interesting to me. Yeah, but so this is my first time playing, really playing one, and I just I didn't realize how much I really liked this type of game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. strategic games like this are. It's fun to like sit there and like really plan your turn out and like mm-hmm. watch it unfold in a really satisfying <laughs> way. Yeah, it's been a lot of moments too. I was playing yesterday. And I, was, I thought I was like set up really well, <laughs> and then the enemy's turn came on and just like wrecked me. And then I had like find a way out of that situation. And it was just uh, being in that conflict was exciting. Is there a difficulty slider for this game, or does it have one set difficulty? I think it's just one set difficulty. I can't remember if I chose anything. No, I like that. I, yeah, I don't think there is. Um, I feel like for games like this, when there's a difficulty slider, it seems like it almost only artificially inflates mm-hmm. the difficulty, like adds more health to enemies or just right. it's pointless not really shit. well thought does, out. Or anything. Does it make it more mechanically interesting? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But this game, it's challenging and it's, it's, it's how intuitive it, how intuitive is it as a Gears of War player? Like, do you think like when you run up to somebody on the other side and they're on the other side of a, of of like cover can you like reach them the same way you do in gears of war you know you can like grab someone and pull them over um not right now i don't think you can like grab someone and pull over but traditionally to like the earlier games it was just a um a known thing that you can if their enemy is on other side and you like hop over uh it pushes them off of the oh, the nice. barrier, so that's implemented into the game too, and and gears tactics. Um, so I thought that was cool, and it, it feels like a, a gears game. Like it's it, um, and for a little backstory, it's actually takes place 
before the first Gears of War. Um, oh, neat! So it's a it's like a a prequel of sorts, and it's and if you know anything about Gears of War, um, story behind it, it, it's like right after the huge event of the all the Hammer of Dawns going down. So yeah, it was to experience this. It was kind of nostalgic for me. Um, I know we played Gears Five for a little bit, but we didn't play too much. So this 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 is like a more of a return for me to get back into Gears of War. So I like that a lot. That's awesome to hear that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Yeah. So what about you, Andrew? Um, We've been playing. I've recently re- started replaying Deadly Premonition. Yeah. It's a game I've never finished. But I feel like I've started a shit ton of times. Me too. This is one of the games that I had played, try to find something to play. It's like a game I always tell people about too. I'm like, have you played Deadly Premonition? That game's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know why I just <laughs> never never finished it. Gotta finish it. Um, yeah, directed by Sweary. Of mm-hmm. uh, he also did D4 Dark Dreams Don't Die. Did you play that game? I did not. I've heard that that's very good as well, but I know that he ends it on like a cliffhanger and people have always been mad at him ever. So every, anytime he posts about anything new he's working on, people are like, what, what about the end of dark dreams? Never die. And he's just like, fuck off. Can I just be done with that? Like, let me make (laughs) something else. But, um, yeah, during the deadly premonition, you play as a special agent, York Morgan, and you're investigating a murder in this like tiny Pacific Northwest town. I think it's Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Called called Greenvale. So that's been the theme here for the past few weeks, seems mm-hmm. like is Pacific Northwest town video games. It's uh it's very Twin Peaks. It feels it's just so like Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. When I was playing it uh for like the hour I played, I was like, ah, oh, this is it's incredibly like blatant, twin twin peaks. Not even ashamed of it either. Like no. the way he is about his coffee and stuff like that, it's <laughs> yeah. the same as um yeah. Cooper. Is that so if you like Twin Peaks just and you haven't played this game? play it and you're you can immediately get sucked into it um that vibe that that is um like that quirky nature to twin peaks is very totally here in this game everything about it is like exactly the same pretty much like mm-hmm. from like the dialogue to the music starts to, out the murder and you're, yeah. you're an agent like it's going to the it, small town and he even talks to like a fake person. He t- he talks to to someone right. named Zach the way that mm-hmm. Cooper talks to Diane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the the game's starting sequence is so awesome. He's like driving down the road. It's pouring fucking rain. He is driving down the road at full speed, smoking a cigarette on his computer, looking at like pictures <laughs> of the case and talking on his phone all at the same time. I forgot about that. And he's that. just like having this argument with this guy about. Um, you're not really sure what they're talking about yet, but it ends up that they're talking about Tom and Jerry, like the, the cartoon <laughs> characters, Tom and Jerry, and how like despite Jerry doing all these awful things to Tom, that they like have interdependency and that they need each other. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so funny. It's like, which is like what, the root. You think of he's talking Twin about Peaks. something very serious? Mm-hmm. It, exactly. It's the root of Twin Peaks. Exactly. It's like the it's, the yin yang, like that type of thing, like the evil and good, like having to exist together. Like, which is, it's great that that isn't, it's a genius way to start the game. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you see the raincoat killer standing in the middle of the road and he swerves off the road to avoid him and just, (laughs) 
the, the next like sequence of him like going through the forest at full i mean he's going so fast dude i'm just like slow down like what the fuck he's like doing it like he's on like he's fucking initial d like like he put his card in at the arcade at the arcade machine and now he's just full speed through the forest no stopping and um he flips his car mm-hmm. but uh he's fine he gets out and you know lights up another cigarette and you have to make your way through these. Carries on. I, I think the intro for this game is too long. Like that, the whole intro sequence where you're going down all these like paths to light up generators or to activate yeah. generators. It's too much. It's like, it's like an hour and a half. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. If it was like half that it would, it would have been fine. But you meet, you know, you start fighting enemies and, um, it's traditional Resident Evil style in that you have to stand still while you're shooting. It's mm-hmm. like, I haven't played something like this in a long time. So getting used to that control scheme again was so strange. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What, what are you playing it on? I'm playing on Switch. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, How is it on Switch? It's good. I think it's the best version of the game that you can get right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the PC version has a lot of issues with just crashing randomly. Mm-hmm. And then the Xbox version is just a piece of shit. It just is super laggy. But I haven't had any frame rate issues on the Switch yet. Even in the open world driving sections, it hasn't been too bad. Even mm-hmm. though it, it's funny because this game lets you do so much stuff. Like it is an open world, you know, all of like GTA or something like that. But like the driving feels pretty terrible. <laughs> it It doesn't feel that good. But mm-hmm. I love that I can Which explore is- this city freely. Mm-hmm. Which, like, the gameplay, like, design is, like, also very Twin Peaks in the sense that it's, like, intentionally, at least it feels like it's intentional that some of these, like, the graphics in the game and stuff is just messed around with because it's viewed as a, like, the aesthetic choice rather than totally. what, it, like, it was, like, in this made as whatever like the time it was made like right the graphics and everything it's it's, it's dated it's um, ugly yeah mm-hmm. it's like it, but it's ugly in a very specific looking way yeah that i think is like still endearing and and i don't know i think it's a good looking game mm-hmm. even in its own yeah weird sort of way but um another thing one thing i noticed that i thought was pretty cool is when you're indoors like yeah, like at the sheriff station or you're at the hotel, there's this like humming noise that's always going on. That's like, Meh. it's this, it's like mm-hmm. the sound of like fluorescent lights being lit up. Mm-hmm. So there's just always this like pressing, like weird noise in the background. And then combine that with like the way the characters are, are talking and then music starts playing while they're talking. The balance of, the volume balance between the people talking and the music going on is so like soap opera, like Twin Peaks E, where it's just, it's kind of loud as fuck sometimes. And like, I mean, even that, the the best example of it is that starting hotel scene in the morning when he wakes up and he's having breakfast with that lady. And it's just, they're sitting so far away from each other at the table. And this music is fucking blaring and they're just yelling back and forth. And he's like, wouldn't you think it'd be better if we'd sat closer to each other? And she's like, what? <laughs> and it's just, the dialogue goes on and on and on forever in a very Twin Peaks way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, 
I haven't played something like this in a while. So there's like a lot of like quick time event sort of pop-ups where it'll be like, it's all oh, yeah. about profiling. You know, it's like profiling begin, mash the A <laughs> button. And then it's like a flash of all these different pictures and things. And he's trying to put all these different things together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a strange game, but I'm, I'm digging it. And I, I want to see... I want to see it through because I, you know, I know the second one's coming second out. One's coming out like you know what the subtitle month? for the second game is? It's a blessing in disguise. Right. What the f- <laughs> like? That is such a cheap, <laughs> great subtitle for Deadly Premonition Two. Do you know anything else about it? Not really. Uh, I know. I've watched uh, the teaser trailer, and it, it seems to be picking up on. Uh, ever watched the show True Detective? Yes. It's like the exact same type of format the that show's uh um intro is with all like the cutouts and um different images um yes. transposed on york and everything it's it has like interesting music music going on and everything um so i think it's also based in the south somewhere i could be wrong with that but and there's a a big influence on some sort of skateboarding mechanic. What? That's what I read. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited to see like what other weird mini games and stuff like that there are in Deadly Premonition because I've never really got too f- too too far into it. This is like mm-hmm. the furthest uh, this is like the most I've played of it. How much have you played? How long? Um I so I've gotten through the like the sheriff station and stuff like the first time you go to the sheriff station. Mm. Um, so I'm maybe, I don't know, f- four hours in. Okay. Nice. But um, yeah, I want to, I want, I want to finish that game before the second one comes out and try to check that out. It's just cool that there even is a second one. I mean, it was what, 10 yeah. years later, right? Yep. Um. Yeah, aside from Deadly Premonition, I've also been playing Steam World Quest, which is it's a uh, it's a game. It's part of the Steam World series. There's a bunch of them. I don't know if you've played any of them. Yeah, this is the first time all, I've heard of Steam World. They're all like different, very different style of games. It's like they wanted to make like a game of like every type. So there's like oh, okay. Steam World Dig, which is like a it's like a um, almost like a Metroidvania like digging kind of game where you're just going down and then in different directions and getting items and stuff like that. And then there's a uh, steam world heist, which I also have, which is like a XCOM style tactics kind of okay. game. So that they, they do like a lot of these, but this is, um, this is one that's kind of like slay the spire meets like a very light role-playing game. Like okay. JRPG it's like style. a deck building. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're deck building, right? but it's not really anything like it's not really like how Slay the Spire is, where you're. It's not a roguelike. Like you're not dying and okay. resetting the game. Um, so as I've been going through, I think I'm on Act Two now. So I'm I'm probably five or six hours into it. I'm a good chunk of the way into the game. I think my characters are like level twenty or or about that. But um, yeah, so you're collecting cards and equipment and stuff like that, and just kind of optimizing your decks and changing stuff out depending on what you're fighting against. It's not, it hasn't been terribly difficult, um, but it's been kind of a a nice relaxing thing to do 
just aside from something as serious and weird as Deadly Premonition is. You know what I mean? I can kind of right, just it like, breaks it up. I like lay down on the couch and play this game and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like finish a chapter or two basically every day. And um, it's it's got a cute story. Um, you control like a party of robots. Uh, I think all these games feature robot people. But the main protagonist is a girl named Armelie, and she's a uh, daughter of a grocer who dreams of joining the Heroes Guild. So you start with her and her friend Copernica, who, who's like a she's like a scholar, um, and you're out looking for mushrooms that are supposed to have these magical properties. Um, when you get back from finding the mushrooms, your hometown is completely on fire, and they've uh, something called the Void Army has taken all of the guild heroes and everyone that's lived in the town. So it's like you are setting out to kind of rescue all of these um, people. Mm-hmm. The the peop, the guy leading the Void Army, his name is Captain Canary. He's a unicycle robot with a birdcage for a head. Nice. And then inside of the birdcage is an actual canary. Nice. It, it's It's got an interesting um, style and kind of a sense of humor and stuff. Mm. It's 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 a fun game. If you're a fan of like Slay the Spire of deck building games, or if you want like a light RPG that you can just kind of pick up and play whenever, this game is has been really fun for me. Yeah, I was looking into it before we started recording, and I watched a trailer and stuff. But the thing that picked up for me was the music, and I checked out more of the the tracks, and I really dig the music. But so, yeah, <laughs> I need to play the game with the sound on because I basically have only been playing muted while like watching or doing other things. Right. Um, so now that you say that, I will be I'm turning the sound on. I'll, yeah. I'll listen to the music. There's some good tracks I, I listen to. Nice. Uh, some strings and like it was like rocking like some so like guitar solos going on and even some organ playing. Like I'm always down with some organs. Dude. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, let's see. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I've really been playing. Um, nice. I mean, I've been like I said, I've been like dipping my toe in literally like everything. Like I started God of War over again, the most recent God of War. Mm-hmm. And what a fucking awesome game that is. It's, like, it's pretty incredible. Like it's like the definition of cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's like I know we say cinematic for everything, <laughs> but like, dude, God of War that's cinematic when like, he when that when that guy shows up to fight you at in the very beginning mm, yeah um shows that's up at your such house. an awesome first boss fight yeah and it just like it's so i don't know it's, it's i feel like, like that game sets the bar for what melee combat should be in like modern day role-playing games and stuff like that yeah. playing that game after playing final fantasy 7 remake dude final fantasy 7 remakes combat is so bad compared to god of wars and i know that they're completely different games but like god of war i feel like sets the standard for mm-hmm. like third person melee combat like it it has is so impactful and feels so good and it feels like a part of it like it's not like separated from the rest of the game like it feels it's all cohesive. Connected. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, God of War so, is like yeah. a prime example of what a, a really like triple A game dude should, yeah, like, I, shoot for. Yeah, absolutely. Any game that has that much money behind it, it has to be as as good, like looking and well produced as God of War is, or else mm-hmm. I just like you really feel like Kratos in that game, and it, it feels you, good. 
yeah, everything in that game sure. like really feels good. And they made Kratos Axe interesting. Yeah. I have never thought Kratos was interesting. I've never liked any mm-hmm. of the other God of War games. Right. Like this is the first time I've ever been like, okay, this Interested. is good. I mean, even yeah. the scene when he gives his son his mom's dagger, it was like, I'm like 30 minutes into this game and it's already making me feel like teary eyed over mm-hmm. like the connection and like their journey that they have Much to go more on. Intimate. It's more, yeah, it's more intimate despite like how gruff and um, disconnected he's supposed to feel from his feelings. The many times you see him want to put his hand on Atreus and then take his hand back. Mm-hmm. I feel like the game's just going to grow in a really fun way. I'm, I, that's oh, yeah. like one okay. of the games that I've been dipping my toe in that I really want to spend some more time on. Yeah, you have to finish it. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on the rest of the game. And it's like the right amount of challenging too. Like mm-hmm. I, I never feel like anything is bullshit. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it just feels good. It's a good game. Yeah, it's it's a the challenging stuff behind it. It gets even. It gets better later on in the game and. Um, like I mentioned to you before, like the Valkyrie challenges and stuff, it it's th- like it's not, it's optional, but it's there for you to, to push that. I like that it's optional too. Combat, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But yeah, I guess that uh, ends the stuff that we've been playing. Um, so how about we go into our music pick and we'll come back to talk about Travis Scott's astronomical concert. Yes, that sounds good to me. All right, so we have Flatline by Scaddle for the game Hotline Miami. We'll be back. Welcome back. Yes. I love that track from Hotline Miami. It's one of my favorites of all time mm-hmm. from that game. Have you looked into any more of Scattle stuff? Not really. Uh, uh, other like tracks and albums from them are really good, too. Um, but it always reminds me that I need, I need to finish Hotline Miami, too, at some point. Ooh, that game is frustrating. Yeah, that's what... Every time I mention it, you always tell me how frustrating it is. Well, it's just, I don't know. I didn't like two as much as I liked the first one. Yeah. It, I like the concepts behind it. Like every time I hear about it, it's the way it ties into the first one. And it sounds interesting, but I just haven't finished it. I'd like to go back and revisit it just to kind of see what I would think of it now. Mm-hmm. I played it so long ago, both of them, you know, I haven't touched either right. in forever. 
But um, yeah. speaking of music, yeah, cool music and, and video games. We have Astronomical Tour from Travis Scott, which was on Fortnite um, towards the end of April. So it's 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 been over a week since we've since we experienced, we experienced it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a like roughly five or six um, dates that you could join in on. Fortnite and it's like a 15 minute concert uh put on that's in game and features like it's like an interactive like audio visual yeah thing so we have uh the set list was sicko mode stargazing goosebumps highest in the room and a premiere track from travis scott and kid cuddy called the scots um all totaling 15 minutes and all set to some really trippy visuals going on. And uh, the whole like lobby and the, the game was all in the same room. And it was crazy. Uh, and we, we played together. Um, Dude, I, I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. Yeah, like I, I put on. <clears> I was unsure how the, it was even going to start. I mean, when we dropped into that lobby, it was just like everybody was killing everybody around the mm-hmm. stage and stuff. And um mm-hmm. I remember being worried that I wouldn't have a good spot like because I just kept yeah, dying. Too. I didn't know how I was going to start. I didn't either. Yeah. And so we was all gathered up at that that concert. I mean, the, the stage um, set. And I remember <laughs> uh, you, Stacy, and I were just in like a trio of headbanging um, at one point. Yeah, I still have yeah. some videos saved on my phone of us. Just <laughs> you like spinning around in a circle. <laughs> Constantly headbanging. Right. And then eventually like the the countdown timer reached zero and um like the you can see off in the distance like the big planet stereo thing was coming in and it came came in and uh, a large Travis Scott appeared on stage and bl- like blew us all away. away. <laughs> <laughs> What an entrance for something so uh, like cool, this. so fucking cool. Especially, just, like, I, I was just immediately in, like, and immersed. Especially, yeah, just, you know, during like COVID nineteen, like nobody's seeing anyone or doing anything. It was kind of a right. fun, like, social sort of thing to do. Especially because mm-hmm. it was limited to like only being those few days. Right. It was something to yet to. This is like a historic like, moment. Yeah, you have to, it's a participation, you know, you have to actively be, uh, get into. Right. Um, which made it really, really cool. Um, I didn't, I really didn't expect to like something like this, this much as I did, honestly, but I'm glad it like blew me away. Uh, I felt like, I feel like it could have been very (laughs) underwhelming if it wasn't done well, but it was done so well. Mm Mm-hmm. And Fortnite in the past have had events like this, and they had last year they had Marshmallow concert um, in 2019, which I I, I didn't I, take part. I of. didn't take part of it either. Yeah, um, but I just from the way that looked, it was just kind of like a more like traditional idea of what you would expect from a, a concert in a video game. Where right, it was like a like stage, a, right? Just yeah, and like DJing and whatever. Um. But this was like something else that I think matches what uh, a concert, when the idea of like a concert being a video game, this is what something 
should be like totally like the start of something totally agree really, yeah like this is this made this made me realize i wanted something that i didn't even know i wanted right like right i had no idea that this would be this good or that's captivating mm-hmm. to me yeah and the first showing of it drew in like 12.3 million players that's uh, fucking crazy. Yeah. And then towards the end of it, it totaled 27.7 million unique viewers. Dude, that is fucking insane. It's, yeah, it's, it's and like, y- you can say what you want about Fortnite, but Fortnite is like, all of this is done for free too. Like, literally anybody yeah. could get to this event and do this event. Like, mm-hmm. that, that and, rules. Yeah, like my download for the game was relatively quick and I just hopped in and we were all enjoying it and I was, at a uh, this virtual Travis Scott concert and just it was wild. It was wild. Yeah, what more of this stuff? Me too. Just, it's got yeah. it's got to be done that well though. Like, mm-hmm. definitely. And I, I can't like really confirm this. I only like saw it in one article, but apparently a lot of this was the development on this was worked on by employees of Epic Games during the response of the coronavirus and. Oh, wow. So people are doing this from home? Yep. Mm -hmm. Jeez, that's even more impressive. Yeah, which is really, really awesome. And I haven't really played Fortnite that much, just with you occasionally. Um, Early on when uh, the Battle Royale stuff was popping up, but this is... It's a good game. I returned to it, and it's good. Yeah, Fortnite's a good game. Uh, I think what it offers you as like a free thing is just absurd it's like a game that is constantly Mm -hmm. evolving like week to week is changing and and updating like if i were you know as a kid i was relatively poor and didn't have like i would just play the fuck out of whatever games i had yeah until Mm -hmm. i could get another one like this would be a dream come true game for me as a kid yeah easily if i was a younger and just like just games all the time like i I used to be it's just this would definitely be one of them for sure yeah and it seems like fortnite does a lot of these uh big event type stuff or like interesting events remember uh, when didn't fortnite shut down for a while too like it just like like a black hole event (laughs) only they could do something like that yeah like everyone got sucked into a black like i didn't i haven't really seen much about it but uh, i remember reading headlines and stuff but it seems to be a thing for fortnite to have these interesting things which is really cool to see like i'm glad something as big as fortnite is doing something interesting and not just being like a plateau of what they're doing and like just yeah just dialing it like just just phoning at home or whatever like they are like constantly innovating and doing things to like make their product better and better and better and just mm-hmm. more interesting, keeping it relevant. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, back when battle Royales were really booming, I was worried that like someday I, I always thought like, this is going to fall off like Fortnite. It can't be this way forever. Like it's not going to do this forever, yeah. but like, Nope, they're doing it forever. It seems like, <laughs> yep. It's just a part of life now. Battle Royale. everything's a battle royale but like nothing else really stuck the way that Fortnite did you know yeah like h1 z1 people only played it because it was the first one pubg i mean do people people still play pubg i don't know everybody knows what hardly everybody knows about about like Fortnite dances and all this shit like 
It's just so accessible. It's so accessible. You can play it on fucking anything. You can play it on your phone. Like, Mm -hmm. and there's no barrier to entry. You can't like, I mean, you think about uh, like other games and stuff like MMOs, like uh, there's all these different servers. You got to play on the same thing as your friends. Like this doesn't matter what you have. Like, do you have a phone? Do you have a computer? Like you, you could play with anyone no matter what, which I think is awesome. I always think about like the very beginning of when, like a memory I have of, of hearing about and seeing Fortnite, um, like way back when Cliff Blitzinski was still a part of Epic Games, like that long ago. It's a long seen time a trailer ago. For, <laughs> for Fortnite, uh, which was just like the simple idea of like, um, was it just the save the world stuff? Up. Yeah, save the world stuff. Like, and it's wild that it's become this. Yeah, it was like build as it's like pink. a like an endless like a wave based like uh, mm-hmm. tower defense game almost. Yeah, it's so funny how the battle royale stuff took off. Man, the way that it's it did. Wild. Well, they also picked an art style that I think is timeless. You know what I mean? Like Fortnite will always yep. look good. Yeah, because it and it, it's it's nice to have something like that in uh in industry that's always looking for something new and expanding on something. You know, like it it doesn't have to change. It's Fortnite has its aesthetic. Exactly. It doesn't have to try to like it's not trying to be photorealistic or anything like that. Yeah. Or, right. It doesn't need ray tracing. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's gonna it's, age well no matter what. Yes. Exactly. In in the same way that World of Warcraft did. I think that game's I mean that game came out in two thousand four and obviously they've made a lot of mm-hmm. improvements to it and stuff. But the core style is still relatively the same and it still looks good. Right. Right. And so with experiencing this, this great event that happened, um, astronomical, I was thinking about other events that I've experienced in other games. Um, definitely not to the same like caliber, but just other things that kind of remind me of it, of like, it's just like a light example, but I was thinking about, like snowballs in GTA four or five, I think. Totally. That's I mean that's um, a like pretty snowing. big one. Yeah. Like uh that was a thing and I, it's just cool to Dri- have driving around in the snow and up. having snowball fights. Yeah, like breaking the norm of whatever that online service is is it, mm-hmm. it's fun. Right. Um What about Egg Day and Animal Crossing? Did you do any of that? I didn't do any of that, but it was like fucking so miserable. many headlines about it. <laughs> Everybody hated it. But um, uh, something like that seemed like it lasted a little bit too long. It, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's too much and mm-hmm. it's too long. I want more like this, where it's just like one day, all you have to do is this one thing for however long it is, and mm-hmm. you're done with the experience. Like, if you want to do it again, you can. But the way games tie like repeatable shit into their events, I think is what kind of makes them less impactful to me. Right, yeah. And if there was something that was like like an event, but continuous, I think, um, something like what 1 versus 100 was on Xbox 360 uh, that you could be a part of was like a, was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, when everyone was... Yeah, I love that. Something trivial like that, um, which can be kind of experienced by like something like HQ or something, but rest um, in peace. Yeah. But 
one versus 100, something like that. They remind me of, I think the main draw for stuff like this is to like be a part of something more communal and have an active participation in something that you could can all, like, talk all share and talk something. About, yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. That's like outside the norm of just like I'm playing Fortnite or I'm playing mm-hmm. whatever game it is. Yeah, or not like or just tuning in to watch something that you could watch at any moment or something. Yeah. Um Yeah. When stuff is yeah, limited by time, event. it's like it's always it more, it more special. More special. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But since like all this COVID nineteen stuff and like the cancellation of a whole bunch of events and even sports and everything. It's interesting to see those real world sports stuff come into video games and do uh, their own events or stuff. Um, Like uh, I remember reading a headline with something to do with Mario tennis and all these celebrities playing for uh doing uh getting money for charities and whatever but i think something like that is really cool to see in video games and i think it would just push this drive to have these big events taken more seriously in this industry yeah like the legitimacy of virtual events are Mm -hmm. kind of just now being recognized yeah because it's like almost like we can't that's all we can do happen (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh makes me sad but yeah. Also with Animal Crossing again, uh, um, people going in and visiting their uh, islands and everything, like all these celebrities visiting other islands randomly and whatever, and even musicians playing small concerts or whatever on their island that you can come join and participate in, stuff like that. One that I put down on my list was whenever the gates of Encourage opened in World of Warcraft back in mm. 2000. Holy shit. When was that? 2006. Back in 2006. So it was like Encourage was like a big. Um, like there was a lot of like leading up to it where the Horde and Alliance both had to like get a bunch of resources. Um, so you did give these NPCs like they need like, oh, the war efforts. We need 100 linen cloth, 100. And it was a good way to kind of like reset the economy and kind of force everybody to uh, just dump all their extra shit. And mm-hmm. um, I remembered, you know, the f- like the gates, the first day the gates actually opened was just such a huge moment. Um, I think MMOs have been doing stuff like this for a pretty long time like significant time gated events that don't happen, you know, once it happens, yeah. it's, it's over. Like it's already happened to lead into like a new season or a new part of right. what you're playing. Exactly. Like th- this, you, you know, once you open the gate stone garage, it's like, then the raid opens up and, um, it's a nice way to bookend. It's it, like, right. Uh, yeah. Certain, it's like, it's, like, it's beginning. It is over something. and we're moving on to the next mm-hmm. thing now. Uh, another goofy one that I thought of was a uh, Lucio Ball in Overwatch. Remember when they did that for a little while? It was like Rocket League, but all with Lucio. No, I don't. They basically just turned. They just made like a a Rocket League mode in in Overwatch, um, for a little <laughs> while, which was kind of nice. neat. 
Halloween in Guild Wars 2 has always been really awesome. There's a uh, a clock tower jumping puzzle event that comes around with Halloween. And um, the, the first year of doing it. So Guild Wars 2, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the game, but there's a lot of very... there's a lot of jumping puzzles in it. So it's like okay. um, the movement in that game was really good. Um, so there'd be a lot of different just areas where you'd have to get to like an end point and you'd have to do all sorts of like really careful jumps to get from spot to spot. So it like mm-hmm. turned this MMO RPG into like a platformer. But okay. during Halloween, they had a they have a clock tower that comes around where it's like a spiral staircase kind of thing that's manifesting as you're running up the clock tower and uh, the jumps get harder and harder, like going from platform to platform. And if you fall, you fall and you have to start over. But during the f- during the first year of it coming out, they they made it to where everybody was running it at the same time. So you'd go in with like <laughs> a stack of like 20 people and it would be so fucking hard to see like where the next platform is because you just have like this <laughs> giant mashed potato of like people trying to like jump from platform <laughs> to platform together and people like body blocking each other off and all this stuff. And uh, I remember crisscross getting so frustrated doing it the first year i actually drove to his apartment and did it for him so that like he would have (laughs) he could have like actually finished it um yeah so i guess yeah mmos kind of kind of have been doing this like big event time limited Mm -hmm. big event thing for a while okay i'm glad it's expanding to everything other Other genres yeah yeah i hope to see more is there anything that you can think of that you would like to see? Uh, games? Man. Like the one I think of, it's kind of more nostalgic and uh, I don't know how it would exactly be done, but um, to bring back zombies and Red Dead Redemption 2, like from Undead Nightmare, like to have that kind oh, of that'd be so a, cool. a big event would be really cool. Just like invade um, the regular online servers, yeah. Like all of a sudden, zombies yeah. are here, like with no like uh, information given out about it. It just happens, like I don't know. Yeah, oh, maybe, that's like, what I uh, want. I want to like organically from, discover these be, things. You know, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. Just more concerts would be pretty cool too. And but I don't think it has to be very specific because uh, something. Will, like with astronomical, Travis Scott's music is very energetic and everything, so it has to be within that same uh, en- energy. Yeah, like, like I saying like, something like, even like Kanye West or something would be like equally that same type of heightened, uh, just like hype feeling. Like, yeah, like, hyped. Yeah, and it. It kind of has to like fit the source material too. Mm-hmm. Or like, um, any like French electro, like Justice or Daft Punk would be uh, some big ones too. Or even taking some uh, inspiration from something like Destiny. Like I haven't played Destiny, but I hear a lot of a lot of their um things are. Like events are communal in that same sense that we're talking about, and a lot of people working together to kind of find out or solve uh, 
the quest that's going on or whatever. But again, I'm not really too familiar with Destiny stuff, but I, I hear that's a big draw for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't really know that much about Destiny mm-hmm. either. But um, Back when Secret World first came out, when that was really popping, there were a lot of events that were tied to like real life sort of stuff. So that game was all about like, uh, like the Illuminati and like um, just kind of like weird underground sort of like. Uh, I remember like an event where <laughs> there was like this live video feed of a bench and at some point in time during the day, somebody was supposed to come sit on the bench and like leave a briefcase there. And that was mm-hmm. like what whatever was written on the briefcase was like the next part of the next part of this like augmented reality puzzle that they were like coming okay. up with that people were like, you'd see stuff in the game and then stuff in real like, I mean, stuff in real life would happen. And then it would happen in the game. Right. Um, so it kind of like tied real world okay. events to fake in game events. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I remember when Oxen Free had something similar to some AR uh, thing. I can't remember what exactly, but it was like this big thing, and where it was a whole bunch of like Morse code stuff going on, and it's like a huge scavenger hunt too in real real world. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I still need to play Oxen Free. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a game I've listened good. to the soundtrack of <laughs> so much, but have never played. <laughs> one of my favorite soundtracks it's just scientific so good mm-hmm. it's my playstation 4 background and always comes on that's awesome i love that but yeah you want to wrap things up yeah i guess we we could probably wrap it up uh is there anything else you want to any any final thoughts or feelings before we before we end this do you have any uh idea what you're gonna try to pick up next or finish next couple weeks i think i'm gonna i really do think i'm gonna finish god of war oh yeah like anytime i play anything i i'm in the back of my mind i'm always thinking i could be playing god of war right now (laughs) but uh i don't know man like i want to finish deadly premonition i i just don't know if i have i just don't know if i have time or can do it i don't i don't know what do you what are you gonna finish next or what are you what are you gonna pick up next (laughs) I think I'm going to play more of Gears Tactics because I'm really enjoying that and uh, play more of Super Mario Odyssey and um, have some stuff to talk about that in the next episode, hopefully. Yes, I am so stoked for you to finish Mario Odyssey. It's it's a pretty easy game to get through, too. It's not super long. Yeah, that's why I hear. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, let's go ahead and uh, we can we can call it for this week, and um, you know, that's uh, that's what we it's it's over. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of When We Got Older. If you'd like to send us any questions or game recommendations, you can reach us at agopodcast at gmail dot com. That's a w g o podcast at gmail dot com, or follow us on Instagram at agopodcast. You can reach us there as well. Our intro and outro music is And We Got Older by Jim Guthrie. I'm Andrew Evans. I'm Kobe McGraw. Until next time.